previously on We Are More Than The Podcast. Plus some. So guess what? They let the guy retire. They fired the other guy. And um, another guy quit. Um, so You became their book of business. They didn't replace him. I said, don't replace him yet. Give me time. I can take it. I want a buffet. I'll take all the job orders. And so sometimes I'd have 100 something different orders. That might be 20 different companies. And you have to bob and weave. You got to, because you can't just show love to one. And so right. you rotate. And everybody thinks they're the only customer, right? And you got to make them feel that way. Hold on. All right. Let me go get off track real quick. <laughs> go ahead. How many boyfriends you had at one time? Oh, no. I'm putting you out there right now. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. I have never had multiple boyfriends. How many dudes have you talked to at one time? Not boyfriends, but you just. Oh, like if you're not nothing official, right. just I probably talked to maybe like three. That's about all I can okay. handle because I'm always and working. I, you know I, what I mean? Well, like I that's that. and I asked that, and I know y'all gonna be like, "Oh, why she got to do that?" <laughs> Anywho. I asked that question because I'm listening to you talk and you're like, yo, I got to show, you know, love to everybody and I can't make someone feel yeah. like they're the favorite at night. And I'm like, yo, you sound like a player. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could be. I feel like I dated more players than I actually was a player. That's but you didn't apply your business mind to this dating world. I try to be more like my mom in my personal life, it's sir. It's a job interview. <laughs> it is a, job, a interview. job interview. Listen, I'll tell you, it's so funny. I used to have a role like, because I was raised so conservative and actually rewind not allowed to date till I was 18 by the way um notice you said not allowed to not date. allowed to I there started dating when I was 16 but right. not allowed to till I was 18 <laughs> and um so I was very much like that I had this like in my mind the whole world was just if you're talking to someone it's just one person and geez now I'm the worst I'll be the first to tell a girl like I'm sorry has he asked to be exclusive because if he hasn't you better be talking to at least a few people because um I promise you he is so don't 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 do that don't give somebody all your attention when you're not getting all their attention um so you know I I practice what I preach there I did (laughs) (laughs) I did I dig it. Yeah. I I dig it. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you were, and and I love this about you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't watch me, watch me, hold my beer, watch this, check this out. And it seems like that's been the the theme. Who Uh, wants to take a shot at me next? Right. I'm going to come back swinging. So... (laughs) You do that and you make yourself known mm-hmm. in this world of manufacturing. Yeah. Right. So now someone who's making someone else's dreams come true doesn't have to work weekends anymore because your book of business is just like that. Even though I know you're a workaholic <laughs> and you still work weekends in order to get things done because according to your signature in your email, call me. We're yeah. going to make something work. Yeah. Because you just have that kind of hustle. What made you say, all right, Rachel, you've done enough for other people. Now it's time for you to do for you. Now it's time yeah. for you to get in this game and do your thing. You know, it's funny. I missed out on an opportunity to do that a couple of years ago because someone asked me if I would go into business with them as a partnership and do it. It was a man right. that I trusted, a mentor. And um, I'm so glad I said no. Right. 
but for a while I kicked myself. I just was scared. I wasn't ready. I let my lack of payroll and all the things I didn't do. I was super good at recruiting, but that's only one part of the business. You need right. all that back of house. You need it. And I come from no extra money ever. So the thought of having to ask people for money was, I was like, there's a reason I work this hard. I don't really like asking for things. That's right. not my strength. And he was like, well, we're going to have to get a loan. We're going to do this. I'm like, no, mm -mm, I'm not ready. I'm not sure I want to tie myself to this for the rest of my life kind of thing. I want to be able to walk away. Um, but then the pandemic hit. I was full commission when that hit. I had been full commission for years because I hit commission within three months of starting and I never looked back. Um, because when you were in your, your mid twenties and all of a sudden you can make six figures, <laughs> take your weekends off, right. you just, you love commission. You, you don't think about the world shutting down and all of a sudden laying off everyone on your payroll. And so, um, believe it or not, my boss who I thought valued me, would not switch me to a salary to help me survive. I owned my own house. I lived alone. I paid all the bills. Pandemic hit. I had to lay everyone off. I don't get commission if you get laid off. If you're not working, I don't get paid. So it does me no good to hire you if you're not going to stay and work the whole contract. Right. So that is actually what led me to meeting Queen because I had to make a change right. and some other things. When I changed and went to a couple agencies during the pandemic, took a project manager job, took another recruiting job. I realized how many people still weren't doing it right. I thought it was just at my place that that men like that existed that had the nerve to say, you can't do that. No, it's every office. Um, and I, I was pull my phone yeah, out right, right now and you can scroll through, through it, right? And I was like, you know what? Like y'all do not, y'all don't really care about your internal people. And one thing that I always wanted and never had in a boss was, I wanted somebody that made me feel like they cared about me as a person, like they were going to show up for me. So if the world is shutting down and you own a very successful money, business and you got tons of money, you've made money off of me for years, you're going to take all that, whatever you need to and pay my bills. Well, I didn't get that. And so, and I realized working with other people, you know, there was a lot of, I was like, you know what? If these jokers can run these places, <laughs> um, I could do it. Oh, oh, I got somebody you got. I meet. could do it. And I could do it better because I actually care about the people I work with. Right. And so I can create an environment where they will work like a dog for me. But that's because they know at the end of the day, even if it's my personal money, which I have done for people in this building, right. I will pay your bill if I have to. Like at the end of the day, if you show up for me. I got you covered, your family. Right. So, um, but really what ended it was I was working all the time, pouring into someone else's business. I hadn't taken a vacation in a couple of years. And my aunt went through um, a cancer scare, my favorite aunt. And uh, she's actually my mom's cousin. And she's a businesswoman. She okay. works in Louisiana, runs a government office. She's she's awesome. Um, she's one of the people I dedicated this to on my website. She's inspired me a lot throughout the years. Always believed in me. Always mm -hmm. appreciated the things that some people did not. <laughs> um, and she said, let's, let's take a vacation. And I can't tell her no, because I've been promising her if she could make it through chemo and all those things we were going to take a vacation. Well, we're both workaholics. So you can imagine how hard it is for right. both of us to get off for a week. So we went to um, Savannah, Georgia in October of last year. Oh, it's the best time to go to Savannah. <sighs> it was beautiful. It was one we did a little Airbnb. And listen, we made no agenda because we're workaholics. So we were like, you know what? We'll check in on work around lunchtime. 
We're going to sleep in, no alarm set. We're going to go eat wherever we want. I would just be Googling. I'd be like, I want to go try this restaurant. We'll go to this jazz band. We'll do this. We'll go to the comedy show. Did y'all go show. to Good we'll Times? Go- the yes. jazz bar? Yes. Oh, my so God. Good. Did you have the pork chops there? I didn't have the pork chops. I had... We had a variety of things, but that's not what I had. It was really I love good. good times. Okay. Oh man! The, oh man! Yeah, they had so many good. We went to comedy shows. We went. I mean, honestly, I just I had never really stayed there. I've driven through, but I was like, oh, I love this place. Like, I wouldn't want to live here because I don't really like the parking and some of those right. situations. But um, the town and the people, super nice. And what was funny was we both came not to work. The the agreement was we're not going to work. We're just going to check on our people once a day. Give them an outlet to tell us if there's a problem, something we need to fix. But then we got there and I had a book I wanted to read. She had a book she wanted to read. It was all work related. And we're sitting there going there. And then she's like, I just don't get it, Rachel. You work like a business owner. Now I own my business. I get to make my decisions like it, but you don't really get to do that. And so she was like, I mean, how long are you gonna do this? Cause eventually he's gonna have to retire, close down. Like what's the deal? So I filed for my LLC while I was on <laughs> on vacation and we were sitting and look, I was I wasn't even sure what it was gonna be. Like I was sitting there coming up with stuff going through that because I still needed to speak with Rebecca. Right. Um, which at the time was my employee under me, but I was not leaving without her. Um, she had followed me from each of those places actually. Um I got her the job initially and she worked her way up and so she is very loyal. Um, but my aunt spent her whole vacation looking into let's find this, let's find this grant, let's do this. You know, her government mind, so she's right. like, we're so we spent it working, but in a chill way and still having fun. And like, I came back so ready to just go from, I had kind of finally gotten down to about 60 hour weeks with right. my previous employer. And so I was like, I got 30 hours a week left in me. And so I'd get up early and I'd work before on my business. I'd go to work and give them 100% while I was there. And then I'd go home and work on my own stuff, do my research. Work. I was demoing stuff. I was finding out the cost. I was hiring people to help me with stuff and moving things around, trying to prepare. And and my dad kept saying like, I don't know, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. I'm like, no, sir, this is happening next year. Like, And so I love when he was like, I don't think that's going to happen. I said, uh, dad, you know what? You are so wrong because every man that has told me what I'm going to do has been <laughs> wrong. Um, and so I'm starting to get ideas about the yeah, title of this. Part. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So um, a vacation led to me owning my own business. And what the idea was, and I had told her this, I said, I love you and I love seeing you. And I said, but to be honest, my sisters, most of them love to travel. They've traveled all over the world. They have all these kinds of stories. I've been out of the country once and was on a mission trip and I was in high school. <laughs> I don't travel. And it's because I love my life. I've invested in my, my family, my friends, I love where I live. Like, I love coming home to my dogs. Like, I don't want to be gone for a week. Like, and I said, I want to build a life that I never want a vacation from. And I thought about that while I was on vacation. I thought, you know, if I was running my own stuff, I could come down here for a couple of days, but then I could bounce back and do this. I, I could have people I trusted and stuff would be okay. Like, and so for me, it's like, saying, oh, I'm not going to take a vacation for a couple of years. Man, that's my life. So I might as well make money like it. And I might as well have the opportunity to do things the right way and provide for the people I love if I'm going to keep working like this. And so what's been so interesting is 
because I had such a track record of being that way, so many people were willing to risk their jobs and come work for me. So I started with a full staff day one. So that's awesome. And they're all like, do you got money in the bank for this? I'm like, I got money for this week, you know? Um, and these were people that had solid, I mean, they were making good money. They're leaving commission on the table to come here. By the way, y'all, she wouldn't hire me. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we might be too much alike to work together. <laughs> There's only room for one head honcho. Well, no. <laughs> one thing about me is I am a role player. So even if I'm a dog, it's one of those, hey, man, I need you to play this role. I'm going to yeah. play that role. And I ain't going to give you nothing else but the role that you asked me to play. And then when the shot is open shoot okay. all day every day well, we'll I, talk about that off well I've been about. saying I want to hire a bouncer so if you still want a job <laughs> if that's the role that you need me to play we gonna bounce like <laughs> you got good practice at that uh, Brown Mackey right <laughs> uh, got enough practice at that at Brown Mackey Jeez. but yeah so and I'm I'm glad that happened for you I'm glad it was a especially from your favorite aunt, someone that has your ear. And again, I know my reference, another sermon and dad, I know you're excited about that. Mom, I know you're excited about that, (laughs) but y'all know I take notes. I'm an annotator, like Mm. to the fullest. So if I'm in church, it looks like I'm texting because I'm writing down, I'm writing down notes from the sermon. The person that has your ear has your future. Message. Your aunt had your ear. Yeah. And then she just broke it down Rachel, you doing what I'm doing. So when you gonna start doing what I'm doing? And it was just that simple for you to say, all right, cool. You had a mentor, someone that pretty much gave you the same advice, but you were like, nah, I'm cool. Mm. But it was someone who, I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you, but you can do everything I'm doing plus more. Mm. And you took that leap. So I commend you on that. Like I'm, I'm super proud of you as if <laughs> I'm proud of you. Like, thank just, you. just know that, know that thank for you, sure. You. So you get to the point where you've already filed, you've already done your, uh, which was funny by the way. Um, you already put in your newspaper article yeah. <laughs> in order to get things taken care of. <sighs> yeah, that was a risk. I was still running another company, had to put my name as the owner and everything, praying nobody saw it. Right. So you get all of these things taken care of, and then now it's your business is about to take off. Well, it's about to open. Mm-hmm. Leading up to it opening, I know there were a lot of highs. Yeah. Let's talk about the lows that happened. <laughs> in opening your business, namely being a woman in this space. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I'm. You can tell from the conversation, I'm a tough, tougher than most women. Right. Uh, and, and even though I dress girly, I have no problem telling people what I think. Um, but I had never been put in situations where like, you have to go to the permit office. Like originally I wanted to buy instead of rent. Mm-hmm it's all men there, it's all contractors, it's all these rough characters in there and they're all waiting. And these people at the permit office are brutal, even on those dudes, right? right. And like those guys look like they wanna cry with the way they're talking to them. And just this, it's so funny, like I thought I had finally become comfortable in a plant. Like I keep still toe boots in my car and I will change out of this dress and be in jeans and a t-shirt and have a hard hat on and be on a construction site talking like I know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, 
but I was put in cer- circumstances where you don't know the answer and you're you're having to ask for help. And I remember waiting, watching them rip these men apart and how embarrassing it was. But at least it was all men. And they're just like, and I thought, here I am, this woman. I'm the only woman waiting. I don't, they're contractors. They at least know what they're asking. I'm coming with like paperwork that's half filled in because I couldn't figure it out and they don't make it very easy direction. And I was like, I really want this building. I got to get this approved. I need to know if it can be permitted to be a recruiting office. And so I was like waiting and they make you wait all day. Like, it's not like you make appointment, right? It's like a DMV. And so I'm like, I'm working, but I'm like here trying to like at the end of the day, get in the last little set and try to just wait it out. And I saw them kicking people out of the building and all kinds of stuff. Like they were just so rude. One guy was like, I've waited here for the last three days. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, I've literally waited here from start to finish. They still won't talk to me. So I was sitting there and I, I text my realtor. And I'm like, I am so nervous because they're loudly ripping these guys apart. And I'm intimidated because, which doesn't happen often. I said, but I'm the only woman in here and I feel like they're gonna really rip me apart because I don't even have my paperwork filled out. They at least have it filled out and they're still yelling at them. I was gonna ask for help now. I feel like I can't ask for help. And right at the last moment, this older lady that looked just like my mom, the white hair, the small, quiet, she comes out the side door and they're all, and it's like, they're about to lock the door. And I'm just like, they're saying, we're not taking anybody else today. You need to leave. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not going to leave. I need to get this done today. I'm on a deadline. So I'm going to sit here till somebody literally makes me personally get up. And so this lady comes out the car and she said, what are you waiting on? And I said, I need help with this paperwork. And I think because these guys were rough and kind of rude and kind of, but my, I looked scared. I know right. I looked scared to her and I literally was just like shaking. I was like, I don't know if this paperwork, I don't even know if I have the right paperwork. I found this online. I found this. I went ahead and made several copies. I can fix it if you just tell me what I need to fix and I'll start a whole, st-. and she was like, you came that prepared. And so I'm pulling out my folders, pulling out my stuff. And she said, give me a second. So she comes over, she literally tells me what to do all the way through. And then she said, go hand it to that girl and pay to get it done. And then the lady's like, well, you're going to be at the bottom of the pile. She was annoyed that she was having to say like that. Took my money, did this. And then that lady, I don't know her name to this day, um, but I swear to God, it felt like one of those angel moments because she reminded me so much of my mom. And then she walked behind the counter and I realized she's their boss. I don't know what her title is, but she told her, no, she will be at the top of the pile so that she can get this done. (laughs) And I was like, thank you. Like, and then she just walked away like it was nothing because to her it was nothing. But to me, it was a big deal. And I was like, how in the world? Like, and what's funny is three guys had just given up and walked out because it was closing time, but I wouldn't walk out. She could have helped them. But because she walked out and everyone else was already at the desk and I was the only one waiting and holding my stuff. And I immediately looked up and I'm like, can you help me with something? You know? And she's like, what are you doing? Like, um, it's it's stuff like that that is not necessarily a low point for me anymore. But in the right. moment, it was nerve wracking. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I would give anything to not be here right now waiting on this and just dreading it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's funny how even then that was women giving the service. Right. And I was scared of those women because they were eating those dudes alive. Right. And I was like, man, you can tell they've been doing this job a long time. They ain't got <laughs> no patience for you. It's not about customer service anymore. Um and so that was going on. Um, I had a delay with my, not my business license. I had already done all the work and got the counties, but the staffing state license. Okay. I knew it was approved, 
but it came in the mail the week before I opened and I'd already told everybody we're getting paid. We're opening August 1st and it was dated August 9th. You cannot, and it's very specific. You cannot put anyone to work in the state of South Carolina until August 9th. And I was like, that's over a week. Like I was like that one that was like, we are going to hire someone our day one. We got to make money. Right. Um, so that was a low point where I was like, oh man. But I was like, okay, it's just a little delay. That'll give me time to get really familiar with our new software and like set up the stuff. And so the couple weeks leading up to this, I was assembling furniture, doing things I'm really terrible at, not my strength. Um, and I was actually assembling my desk here, um, working on some different things here with Rebecca. Um, because we were working like I was working 18 hour of days, even that, right? Of course you were. And I had a friend call and she had accidentally hurt herself. And it, what happened was it, it slid her wrist. She was going to bleed out really. Right. Um, and it was very deep and she was by herself and she was scared she'd pass out trying to drive. Um, and, and she it was, was an accident, y'all. It was an accident. Like, it it was really an was accident. a legit yeah. accident. So <laughs> she was dog sitting and one of the larger dogs jumped up on like the counter and knocked like a big glass jar of bones off of it and it broke. And so like, think about a mason jar, but a lot bigger, a lot thicker. And she's picking right. up the pieces and slid her up because the dog jumped and it just, it happened. Right. So she, she was really embarrassed about it and worried. And I think that was part of why she didn't want to go by herself. And I don't blame her, but she called, she knew what was going on. She had been here the weekend before. So she's just a true friend. She was here helping assemble stuff. Right. right. So, um, she's like me single lives alone. So we have this like if she calls me in the middle of the day, I'm going to answer. Cause usually right. there's going to be something's off. I'm thinking, what is going on? So she calls, she gives me the address to where she's dog sitting. And she's like, listen, I need you to come get me. And so I told her back, I said, I'll be back in an hour. I got to go see what the heck is going on with Kim. She done hurt herself. Um, yada, yada, yada. And I thought really I'd be back in an hour and I finished out my work day. So like, you just keep working. Give me an hour. I'll bring you dinner back. So I had to drive over to the other side of town. Um, I sped, I broke the law, I'm not gonna lie. But I got there much faster than she was anticipating um, because I was worried about her. Took her to an urgent care type place and they had to do stitches, all the things, mm -hmm. clean her up, give her shots, all this stuff. Well, they also had to give her medicine. Once you give you that medicine, you're not supposed to be driving. Plus right. it was her dominant hand um, or wrist. And so took her to Walmart, got her prescriptions, got her stuff situated, took her back. And in the process of trying to get her back situated, um, I was just trying to help clean up the glass and all the stuff because she really couldn't and I didn't want to risk her hurting herself again. Um, but in the midst of all the chaos, she thought she, I don't know if she thought she had closed a crate on those big dogs or what, but they were loose. Right. And so I'm bent down trying to like clean up stuff and get her situated and I get bit on the back of my thigh and my backside. Um, and I've always been really good with dogs, have dogs, never been a fearful type. Um, but it caught me so off guard that, you know, you just yelp and you stand up and turn towards like what's going on. And he um, bit me again. Um, he's like a chow pit mix. So I'm okay. lucky his jaw didn't lock. So he bit the front of my leg. Um, so this is just a few days before we're supposed to open. Um, and so, and at first I was like, I had sweatpants on. I couldn't see what was like. And I was just like, because of the shock, I was like, oh my God, that hurt. But like, we got him situated. We got her taken care of. And I was like, I'm just going to go home and strip down and just look and see how bad it is. Shower, clean it up. Right. But if the skin's really broken bad, I may have to go back to urgent care. Right. Well, 
she was like, I'm so sorry, you know, this, that, and the other. And bless her heart, she she was not in good shape either. And I was like, don't worry about me, I'm fine. I'm telling her I'm fine. Well, the adrenaline goes down when I get in the car and I'm starting to drive out of the neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm not gonna make it home. My whole body starts convulsing. The pain was so bad. And I was like, oh, I know the skin is broken. Like, I'm just hoping I don't need stitches or something. (laughs) And it starts shooting up my, I mean, I couldn't, like my leg, my whole leg, I was just like, oh my God, how bad is it? I start seeing blood come through the pants. And I was like, okay, so, I mean, I just flung into a different urgent care on my way home um, that was closer to where I stay. And I was pouring tears, couldn't function, couldn't say anything. I walk in and there's tons of people waiting for urgent care. And the guy that's sitting there closest just stood up and he's like, they're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And he goes, I don't know what's wrong with her, but you can, she can take her first. And everybody else was like, you just take her. And the woman's like, what, what, what happened to you? Like, are you in an accident? And I was like, I've been bit by a dog. And she's like, well, do you know, is he up to date on his vaccinations? Because we don't have rabies shots here. <laughs> and she's like, and if you got to get a rabies shot, you can't go anywhere for a week. You can't do it. And she's down. And I'm literally like crying. I'm like, I don't know. I'll find out. Like, I know she can get a hold of the owner. So I'm like texting, like, please send records right away. And she's trying to get a hold of them. They're out of town. And so the door opens up, everybody lets me skip the line. No, nobody's upset, which was kind of incredible. Cause you know, there's always that one person that right. thinks my time, I've been waiting here longer. I don't care if she thinks she's dying. Right. She can wait. Um, if she dies, she dies. <laughs> but I think because I was like, I don't know how bad it is. I haven't looked at it. They were I'm like, sorry. oh, okay. So. I'm sorry. Uh, female, I think she was like a nurse practitioner or something. She comes in, she's like, we're gonna strip you down. We're gonna do this, this and this. And then a male doctor came in and he was like, oh, like he couldn't even hold it together. He was like, I think you need stitches like up the back. And I was like, how do you sit on stitches? And he's like, you can't. And I was like, I'm opening a business and I need to be able to sit at a desk. And he was like, okay, let's see if we can get it to stop bleeding without, you know. So um, they had made a decision that they thought was helpful, but it wasn't. It was putting paper shorts on me instead of a gown. Right. Um, because they thought it would be easier. That way I could just keep my shirt on and all this stuff. Well, they had given me an ice pack and I was bleeding underneath those paper shorts and the ice pack stuck to the blood. So not only did I have to get it scraped out and cleaned out when you're already like, and <sighs> I'm sensitive and allergic to a lot of pain medicine. So I told him, I don't want any pain medicine. And he's like, well, you can't stop shaking. So they gave me a pain shot, which hurt a lot, but then it did help, help me sleep, sleep that night. Um, Techno shot, <laughs> thank God the results came back. He was up to date on his rabies, so I could avoid that. Um, but they had to clean everything out and he was just like, listen, I can't get it to quit bleeding, but you know, I've cleaned it out, given you this, I'm gonna put, you gotta start an antibiotic right away. Like it's very important that this doesn't get infected. Like you gotta go pick it up now. So Rebecca had shown up at this point. I'd called her and uh, she couldn't understand anything I said. This was that whole hour that she was going to be going to come back. So a couple hours later, I called her screaming. (laughs) I'm at the urgent care coming. And she's like, wait, what? I'm like, she's thinking my friend is like dead or something. And then she gets there and like, what what the heck happened to you? And um, she's like, do you want me to come back there? I'm like, I don't think you want to come back here. Um, But she went and picked up my prescription. We got home. My mom had to come stay with me. My sister had to keep my dogs. And I'm like, I have to get this work done. This is stuff that has to be done. Like we are opening. Like I had planned and they're like, 
you cannot. <laughs> and so my best friend that I worked with in high school who actually designed my website did a heck of a job. Um, and that's not, I mean, he has a great full-time job, does a lot of things, works for Michelin actually. Um, he took his weekend off that weekend, met Rebecca, brought his wife. He hung up every picture. He hung up every board. He did all the finishing touches, everything that I wanted done. He came up here and they worked for like probably 12 hours that day. You got a village. Yeah, I got a village. And uh, I could not walk or move the next day. It was so bad. I could literally just get up to go to the bathroom and go into the bathroom. I mean, I, every time I'd get up, there'd be blood all over because <sighs> it just couldn't stop bleeding. Took three days, wouldn't stop bleeding. He said, if it don't stop by tomorrow, you're going to have to get stitches. And I was like, y'all better pray this thing stops. And it stopped by tomorrow. <laughs> That's what it did. So right on time. So I'm thinking, okay, we're in good shape. I made it through the weekend. I've gotten a little rest. I actually felt good after taking that medicine, going to sleep, you know, um, most sleep I'd had in a long time. And so I told Rebecca, just take Monday off. We open on Tuesday morning. You come ripe and ready. This is going to be last day off for a while. You've been hustling. You've been working. Um, because I love her and she's a hard worker, but even she would admit she's not built like me. So right. she was like, I'm at my max. I could tell it was breaking her down. And I was like, I need you ready. So um, I'll go in Monday by myself. I could barely walk, but I, it's not my driving leg. I'm going to go in. I'm going to finish up some of this stuff that has to be done. And that morning I got up and... I had an accident. I dropped the metal holder for like my hair dryer and tools and stuff came off the wall and fell on my foot. I was barefoot out of the shower. So trying to dry my hair, broke a couple toes. Damn. Mm. Didn't know I broke them. I just knew it hurt, but I was like, ah, you know me, I'm gonna suck it up. Yeah. I've played sports. I've hurt my feet many times, right? Your thugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I put on my work shoes. Like I put on like closed toed shoes. I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't seeing anybody. I was still in sweats. I was right. here doing so. Um, Rebecca calls me a little day like, Hey, how's your day going? How you feeling? You know? And I was like, um, I'm going to send you a picture. I take my shoes off. My toes are swelling so bad. I, by the time I send her the picture, my toes are black. They're broken, right? right. They're broken. They're swollen. She had to go to my apartment, get me some flip flops. I couldn't get my shoes back on to drive home. Um, so even on her day off, she showed up here. And that's, that's what I love about her is like at the end of the day, even if I don't ask it or make it, if she she'll knows I need it, she'll show up. Right. And that's the people you want on your side. That's what you need when you start a business. Gotcha. Um, so even on a lot of those late nights, even though I was really doing a lot of this stuff and prep for this, um, a lot of stuff that she just couldn't do, didn't have the right to do, didn't have the knowledge to do, she would just come and sit. And it would get so bad, my eyesight started getting bad because I wasn't in front of a computer for so long that I wound up having trouble for a while there. I had to go get glasses and other stuff. So she would literally come over and type out what I was <laughs> telling her to do, fill out my apps for me, and then let me sign it. Like it was that desperate that last week. So she's she is a she is there. Um, nobody can ever replace her. Um, there's some things money can't buy. I could not have bought her. There's not enough money to pay for somebody like that that right. is earned in a different way. Um, so I'm very fortunate with that. But yeah, it, it was. There's been some some great highs and there has been some really low lows, but that happening and having to kind of keep it quiet because I didn't want to embarrass my friend. I didn't want to embarrass the owners. They were very right. nice. They took care of the bills, no questions asked, like all the things, but it was just more like, I'm not even worried about the bills. I'm worried about like, 
I can't wear shoes my first week we're open. <laughs> I wore these cloth spa flip-flops the whole first week. And so... I don't mean to laugh, but no, it's funny. You know how I am. Yeah, I, you, yeah, when have you yeah. ever seen me in flip-flops, right? right? So um, that does not go with my dress style. Um, but I did, and I still showed up, and I still worked seven to seven all of those days that first week, getting workers comp set up, getting all these different things in place, getting ready, because I knew come the ninth, I needed yeah. to already have stuff in the works. And so... But day one, we had signed service agreements. By the end of the first week, we had several. Now we're, you know, a few weeks in and we've got 10 signed and multiples pending, which is most people work several years to get that. But when you have relationships and connections um, and you just put it out there and most of that was not me soliciting it. I hate to say that it was. I updated my LinkedIn like, hello, this is where I am. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, um, what do I got to do to be a part of it? Right. I'm, like I'm rocking with you. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that, that's a testament of how I met you. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to what I, I talked about in the beginning. Having the heart to help. Like mm-hmm. that's that's who you are. Didn't know me from a can of paint. <laughs> um, a referral. I was referred to just reach out. And it was come in, let's have a conversation. It's funny because when I got there, I'm suited and booted. That's how I always mm-hmm. dress for work. And you saw the bars on the window, thought you was at the wrong well, building. What's <laughs> funny is that when I walked in, the guy that was up there was like, yeah, you didn't have to dress like that for you know your interview. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not here for an interview. For an interview. <laughs> I'm here for a conversation. And he's like, Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? I think he is special. <laughs> so it was funny because he was like, Yeah, you didn't have to come in dressed like that. And I'm like, Yeah, but I did. <laughs> so, you were looking really sharp. Yeah. I was like, Bless his heart. He doesn't realize how uh, how this industry is on my side, at least for recruiting. Nobody. Yeah. I guess being a woman too, like I used to dress really nice at every job and I had had to. You even made the comment the last time I saw you, you're like, Well, you were in jeans that day. And I'm like, You have to be right. in that yeah. industry, in that well, office. So where I am now, the whole first month of me being there, that is is what I know. I've always been dressed for the job you want, not for the job you have. That's right. I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Now watch out. Keep talking, I'ma give you some. Just keep running and running and running. R&R Resolute Staffing primarily focuses on manufacturing, construction, and skilled or general labor roles in the upstate of South Carolina. Outside of major holidays, R&R Resolute Staffing is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., with walk-in appointments available until 6 p.m. If testing is required, the interview process may take up to an hour, so they ask that you come prepared to stay 30 minutes to an hour. They require that you bring a valid state ID or a driver's license and a second form of government-issued ID. Resolute Staffing is located at 5052 Old Buncombe Road, Suite E, Greenville, South Carolina, 29617. If you need help locating their offices, please call 864-448-1150. You can also find directions and more information at rnrstaff.com. That's r a n d r s t a f f.com.